0: Thank you for joining us on the CFF podcast today. Pastor Pablo Martinez will be inspiring you with a message from the Word of God. We hope you enjoy and welcome home. All right, go ahead and have a seat. Have a seat. Uh, tell people the person next to you, them, "Hello, how are you?" Hola, <laughs> hola. Um, my computer just... There you go. Tell them what your favorite Christmas gift was. Go ahead. What was your favorite Christmas gift? Go ahead. Go ahead. Share it with them. Show it to them. This is your time. Are any of you guys wearing your Christmas gift? Raise your hand if you are. Yeah. All right. Coco, cool, cool. well... Welcome home if you're here for the first time. Um, I pray that you find this place um, not comfortable. (laughs) That rather you would be pushed to grow and to get to know God more. Um, There is so much that God has done this year. Um, But he has so much more ahead of us. Amen. Uh, I wanted to share a message today called The Beautiful Mind. And every time I've been wanting to share this message... God has kind of been pushing me to share something else, and uh, today was no different and so <laughs> I want you to I want to put the slide up really quick just so you guys can see what's coming up one day uh, and it's there and the points are awesome and it's a beautiful sermon and I know maybe God has it reserved for another time uh, but today I want to share today uh, something that from a devotional is that okay yeah. okay cool cool so that was an, it is a good sermon I pray it's really really good. We spent maybe already a month has been you know. Trying to be up there. It looks really cool, Whitney. Give Whitney a round of applause. That's pretty good art. She spent all day drawing it. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Now it's Google. But uh, but I want to share with you something really, really amazing. And it's in Philippians chapter 3. And uh, God's been really downloading this in my spirit for a while. And especially now, where we're about to begin a whole new year. And I'm just really excited for 2019. I believe it is the best year yet, Uh, and if you are excited for 2019, uh, then I know for sure, for sure, that God is going to surprise us. I mean, he already has done so much. This year has been insane. Some of you guys here have survived. You know, you guys are, you know, going to stay awake just to make sure the year ended. Uh, But some of us are going to just stay awake to make sure the new year begins. You know what I'm saying? I am so, so, so excited excited um in 2019 we have promises from God and a promise is only as good as the one who makes it so if I promise you two thousand dollars you're probably not gonna receive it um not today but if I you know if if I promise you uh, fury I have two of them I can give you one I guess you know so if I have the ability to deliver uh then you could be excited that it's coming uh I don't know if you guys were ever a kid uh who would say well you owe me a million dollars You guys know what I'm saying? Well, you owe me a million dollars, okay? And the kid's like, okay, I owe you two. You know, it doesn't mean anything. Why? Because he doesn't have the ability to give you two million dollars. But God has the ability to bless you. God has the desire to bless you. He loves you. If you didn't have a father like I didn't have a father, I want to tell you this. I have a father in heaven who is amazing at providing, at caring for his children, at disciplining his kids. Some of you really need it. Amen. And so uh, some of us need it more than others and so a father who is good who's amazing who has great plans for you according to Je- uh, Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 it says for I know the plans I have for you it says that he knows the plans that he has for you do you know that he actually knows what he's doing that sometimes we believe in God and it's almost like God I don't know if you know what I'm doing what you're doing because I'm freaking out over here and obviously you don't know Right, And you're going through situations, circumstances, and it's almost like God is sleeping, but God is not sleeping. God knows exactly what He's doing. And even though we're going through some crazy stuff at times, the Lord already knows what's going to happen. And so we were sharing a beautiful testimony this, this week. Uh, we were praying really, really hard for someone And everything turned out so beautiful, so perfect, better than anything we could have planned. And it was almost like, oh, yeah, maybe because he had it all under control, you know. And so I just want to tell you, as you finish this 2018, that God has 2019, and he has amazing plans for you. Amen? Close your eyes with me. We're going to pray. We're going to read Philippians chapter 3. And I believe God is going to bless us. Yep. Dear God, thank you so much for your love and for your grace. Thank you for... Uh, The people that are here today, I thank you because you brought us here for a specific reason. No one is here because they got dragged to this. We're too big to do that. I just ask you, God, that you would help us to truly receive your word. Not the words of some 20, 37-year-old Mexican God, but from a God who created this world. Who truly brought life into this insanely chaotic so-called world. You spoke it into existence. You brought order. Dear God, I thank you because you're still doing that. From chaos, you're bringing order. From sadness, you're bringing joy, God. From mourning, you're bringing dancing. I thank you, Lord, because I know that this year, 2019, for so many who barely survived 2018, will be a year of new birth, of new beginnings, God, of new breath. I thank you, God, because there's so many that have seen your hand hover over their lives. This, this, week, this year has been beautiful, God. Yet I know, Lord, that this coming year, your hand will fall upon people's lives and will take them to whole new levels. God, I thank you for what you're about to do. We're open. We're willing to receive your word. I ask you that you speak through Philippians chapter three, God, as you have done through so, so many, so many other chapters. We love you, Lord. We're excited for your word. In your name we pray. Amen. amen. So Philippians chapter 3. I'm gonna read it to you. I call this the chapter of champs. What's it called? Chapter. chapter of Champs. And it really is amazing. It's kind of like eating Wheaties in the morning. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. He what? Rejoice in the Lord. Somebody please say amen. Hey, we're supposed to rejoice. Like, rejoice. Okay, to write the same things again is no trouble to me. That's what he says. And it is a safeguard for you. Check this out, okay? Now, I'm reading out of the New American Standard Version. So, beware of the dogs. I'm not going to comment on that. Before, Beware of the evil workers. Beware of the, all these things. We're going to jump to uh, verse 7. But whatever things were gained to me. That's actually a really cool part of the Bible. We're going to talk about that another day. But anyway, verse 7. But whatever things were gained to me. Those things have counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Your Bible may say as garbage or as trash, right? Um, depending on what version you have. But here he says it kind of kindly and he says as loss for the sake of Christ. More than that, I count all things to be loss. In view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them but rubbish so that I may gain Christ. And may be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. The righteousness which comes from God on basis of faith. Verse 10. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. Being conformed to his death in order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Check this out. Not that I have already attained it or have already become perfect. But I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which I also was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet. Now he repeats that. And here's the cool thing. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind me and reaching forward toward what lies ahead of me, press on towards the goal for the price of the upward call Which is what? Of God in Christ Jesus, which is true. It says something so incredible, so simple, yet so difficult. And that is the first thing he tells us is you leave the past behind. And one of the greatest things of beginning a new year is the hope of doing things differently. Someone said that insanity is simply doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. I know a guy that is insane, literally insane, and he does the same thing over and over, expecting something to change, and it never does. And the world can see that it's not going to change, and it's not changing, but he's continuing to live in this past. It's almost like he's stuck in a picture. Anybody ever been stuck in a picture? Life is a movie, not a picture. Amen? Life is a film. It is not a photo. And so we many times get stuck in the past and we cannot reach what God has for us because we get stuck in a moment, like that song says, and I'm not going to sing it, right? But there's this, this concept that Paul says, and he says, I leave the past behind. I leave the past behind. His literal words are this, forgetting what lies behind me. And here's the thing. We all here in this place Have the desire for more. If you don't have the desire for more, it's called being depressed. If you're struggling with depression, today is a great day for you. If you, listen please, if you have some sort of desire to reach greater things in your life, then praise God because he's about to minister through his word. It's called resolutions. Anybody ever had a new year resolution? Yeah? Any of you guys ever kept your new year resolution through the new year and onto the old year? No, okay, me neither, I'm just kidding, no, no, some things we kept, give me some good New Year's resolutions, any of you here, besides, okay, go ahead, go ahead, Ezekiel, have a girlfriend, great one, that's an awesome New Year's resolution, (laughs) (laughs) you're doing great, you're doing great, what is it again, just kidding, just kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, he's got, what is it, lose 30, ooh, lose 30 pounds, that's good, that's really good, in one year, in six months, awesome, okay, good, good. See, New Year resolutions, in order for them to be real, they must have a, a due date, right? They must have a plan, they must have a, a plan of action. So, okay, I love that, losing 30 pounds, I really, really like that resolution. Um, anybody else have another resolution here, another New Year resolution? Okay, make $100,000, all right, good. How much you make rent? I'm just kidding, no, 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 okay, that's good, that's good. There you go, all right. He's single and he's investing. Good stuff. All right, Georgie, what's your New Year resolution? What is it? Two books a month. That's what you want to read. Oh, give him a round of applause right there. <laughs> Readers are leaders. Good stuff. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. All about how to, you know, you know bless your wife and all that, right? Good, yeah, good, good, good. Okay, good, good. Uh, anybody else? Only this side has resolutions. This side is just kind of quiet. Okay, any other resolution? Get your 12. Finally, somebody said something good. Ah, I'm just kidding. All right, good, good. Get your 12. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. You should get married soon. Ah, just kidding. Just kidding. I'm playing. He's going out with my sister-in-law. That's why. Okay. So the the New Year resolutions can be so different. There was one more over here. I don't want to like. Yeah, go ahead. What is it? Ricardo, what was it? Oh, no. Oh, I to, learn to, play the, to learn to play an instrument. To play the guitar. That's a really, really cool one. Uh, I have for one have really how do i say this high expectations for this year but i don't want to start something and not follow through with it do you know what i mean so there's two kinds of people the kind of people that are really excited and make these resolutions and um and then there's the kind of people that say huh what the heck what for it's been 25 years and i haven't gotten why am i gonna try the 26th year yeah any of you guys on that vote don't raise your hand Right, But you're like, why am I even going to try to resolute anything if I'm not going to you know, be resolved to do it? Uh, but the truth is this, is that we have to have vision. If we don't have vision, if you don't have desire, if you don't have a goal in mind, I'm sorry to tell you this, you will never reach it. Right? If you don't have a goal, you'll never reach it. Actually, if you don't have a goal, don't worry about it. You already got there, so it's awesome. You know what I'm saying? But most of us in here have lost the desire to conquer. And I'm not saying to conquer you know, certain things like in the Lord. And I mean, I'm talking about simple things that can help you win and to help you grow in a spirit of conquest. Many times all you need is one small accomplishment. And I don't want to sound like a self-help book either. But I believe that God gives us the will and the desire to do more and exceedingly greater things, more things just like he does. But many times all you need is one small thing. So here's what I want to do. I want to ask you to do one thing. Begin this year we just leaving the past behind. Let that be one resolution. Today I want to have three resolutions. or so share with you three resolutions. You have yours like losing weight or maybe some of you is gaining muscle. Or some of you like Ezekiel, you know, finding a girlfriend. Uh, and all these are really good resolutions, you know. But, but one of the greater resolutions you can have, I know it's leaving the past behind. Your success and your failure, not just your failure. I I wrote here, and I I think this applies mostly to me, but maybe to some of you here. But last week, we spent an entire hour just talking about failure. If you want to hear more about how to conquer failure, last week was a beautiful antidote on how to really overcome failures. If you guys remember any of that, I know it will bless you. Uh, But one of the things about truly leaving the past behind is this, is allowing God, allowing God To take it. Allowing God to truly have your past. A past is not to yearn, but to leave behind. It's not to desire, but to hang it up. Am I making sense? So some of your failures, instead of it bringing you sadness, discouragement, lack of satisfaction, is to simply say, God, it's yours. When you learn to give God your failures, you also learn to give God your success. And so a lot of people that really are really hard on themselves, I know some of you are super hard on yourself. I'm about to confront you, and I hope you don't get too mad. But when you're really hard on yourself and you do succeed, that's a telltale sign that you'll probably take the credit as well. Please listen, I have nothing wrong against people that are really hard on themselves. I myself try to push a lot to be excellent in different areas. The problem is that when you accomplish something, sometimes you also take the credit. Because if you take the blame, what makes me think Or the rest of us think that you're going to give God the glory as well. See, it's about letting go. It's not about grabbing sota, oh, but you don't know it's my personality. It has nothing to do with personality. Saying, God, that's yours. It's the past. That's why it's called the past because it's gone. It's no longer here. So to be able to say, God, those things I didn't accomplish, what if I said to you, you're getting to start over. The Bible says that there are new mercies every morning. Like this morning, God had new mercies. Do you know Why? Because today you're going to sin. And you probably already wasted your mercies away of today. And so tomorrow God has new mercies for you. Why? Because tomorrow you'll be there again. Am I making sense? And so to be able to say, God, thank you for the new mercies for tomorrow. Because the mercies of yesterday, they already paid for my mistakes of yesterday. Did you know that God's mercies already paid the debt for yesterday? Now especially if you repented. If you haven't repented, then they're still yours. Repenting is simply coming to him and saying, Lord, they're yours. I'm sorry. They really are yours. I'm done with that stuff. Today I had an amazing day with someone who had a crazy past. I mean, the gang style, the crazy life. We spent a lot of time together. He comes from that background. His whole family heavily, heavily heavily in drugs and gangs and, you know, murder, different things. And just to see what God has done in his life, how God has restored him and his father and his mother. And it's a beautiful thing because Their past is not something that drags them down. Their past has become a trampoline to be able to bless and to be able to go to and conquer to another level. Let me ask you this. Have you really left your past behind? Here's the thing. Some people don't leave their past behind because they're still comparing things that are now here today to their past. For example, some relationships. No one will ever live up to your expectations if your past is still here. You can never have a good, solid, beautiful relationship with someone if that past is still in your present. To be able to let go is to be able to say, God, it's yours. Take it. I am not going to compare this to this. Why? Because I know that what you're doing is a new thing. Did you know that God does new things? He doesn't refurbish the stuff that is broken, that is old. He does all things new. Any of you guys ever bought a refurbished phone? Just as good as new, right? Same warranty, right? But no, really, God simply restores. No, God regenerates. God is able to say, no, this is going to be brand, brand new. So one of the things in order for us to truly move forward and receive everything in 2019 is to be able to let go of the past. So the way to let go of the past is to simply say, Lord, it's yours. Your success, it's yours. The biggest, most scary thing I agree with Pastor Derek Prince. He says, my biggest struggle is not lost, is not money. My biggest struggle is my success. Not that I'm so successful, but he was. And he says that his biggest struggle was success. Well, it's not that I'm successful. It's that I hang on to those little successes. And those little successes stop me from the greatest success that God has for us. And so how do you let go of those tiny little successes? You give them to God. Hey, Lord. That which was good, that what happened, whatever was good, that belongs to you. Why? Because you did it anyway. Everything I have is yours. And here's the crazy thing. If you don't learn to do that, you could never welcome anything else that God has. Because you have your hands so full, God cannot add anything else. Are your hands full of you? Are your hands full of your success or your failure? Can we say, God, my past belongs to you. My sorrows belong to you. My pain belongs to you. My everything belongs to you. The problem with people is that we, people believe that this is about religion. This is about us learning. I'm sorry to tell you, learning won't change you. Learning will not is It's the practice of what you've learned that will actually transform you. And so God is simply asking you today, as he asked me in my devotional, leave the past behind. Your brokenness and those things that were great. So why don't you do something right here, right now, and simply ask yourself, what are those good things that God has done this year? For example, some of you here, you were able to see your ministry grow, your cell group grow. You brought people to the Lord. Maybe you, God brought some faithful people to your ministry. Or some of you here, you were able to leave some habits behind, some horrible things of your past. And praise God for that. But I'm sorry to tell you, God's not done with you. God, I'm actually happy to tell you, God is not done with you. He's barely getting started. He's barely getting started. I met a man who started a church at 80 years old. 80 years old. And some people are like, I don't know if I can start my cell group, you know. I'm already in high school. You know, it's like, no, God can use you today, tomorrow. Can you really say, God, I will leave my past behind. So the first thing is this, is make this resolution to the back, the past is the past. That back, you know, whatever, whatever's in the back, just let it be there. Whenever the enemy tries to bring the past forward, you tell him, I don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea. I'm I don't live there anymore. I changed my address. Amen. You guys ever done that before to where you move to a new address and you still drive that same way and you're like, oh, what the heck? I still sometimes drive this weird, it's the weirdest thing, you know, to, to, to Duarte uh, to where I used to live with my mom. And it's like the weirdest thing because I'm now, you know, 10 years married and, you know, my kids and it's just like, oh, I missed my exit by like a freeway. You know, and it's just like, why? Because something hasn't yet renewed. Sometimes you act like the person of your past as opposed to the person that God has renewed. And to be able to say, Lord, I don't live there anymore. I'm sorry. You know, or to the enemy, I, wrong, wrong person. You know what I mean? Like that person doesn't live here anymore. You should try the door next, next over, not me. Amen? Uh, so leaving the past behind. The second thing that is super, super obvious, but it's beautiful is forgetting what lies behind me and reaching forward to what lies ahead of me. Reaching forward. So the first thing is back. The second thing is forward. To be able to strive forward. To be able to say, God, I am so hungry today that all I can do is fast. Has any of you guys ever been so hungry for tomorrow that all you can do is fast? Yeah. Okay, this is why we're going to do a 21-day fast as a ministry. Amen. So beginning on the 3rd of January, Eoni, correct me if I'm wrong. That's exactly it. Yeah, that's what I said. The 2nd of January. Okay, so beginning on the 2nd of January, January we're going to begin a 21-day fast. And it's going to end on January 22nd. Um, no water, no food. Just kidding. Uh, no breathing. Uh, oh, no, really. We're going to do something called, uh, it's called uh, Daniel fast. Any of you guys ever done a Daniel fast? The reason it's called Daniel fast is because Daniel, you know, in the book of Daniel, uh, he does this. He desires, he de- I mean, he commits himself to not eat the spoils of the king and to eat all the all the meat and all the wine, all the awesome things they had. Instead, he said, I'm just going to eat these vegetables here, these green things that, you know, that only certain people like. And so so he decided to have the Lord be his feast, to have the Lord be his greatest satisfaction. And he grew stronger and better, and he grew wiser every single day. Now, this is what we're going to do. Beginning on January 2nd, Um, those of you that, obviously, you don't have to. It's not, we're going to kick you out of church if you don't do it. There won't be any fasting policemen. Uh, You know, Amber's not doing that anymore. (laughs) She used to be the fasting police. (laughs) Remember that, Amber? You're like, hey, you're eating a burger. It's a veggie burger. You know, and uh, we're not doing that this year. So anyway, so what we're actually going to do is we're going to fast 21 days, just really searching after God. For 21 days, every one of us in here who who desires to to do this with us, we're going to just... And this is not about, like, it's not a diet, so you're not going to be like, oh, you can eat this. I'm going to eat this instead. It tastes good anyway. It's not about that. It's about really saying, God, I need you more than anything else. I desire you more than food. I desire you more than, than in and out today. You know, I desire you more than anything else. I just want you. You know what I'm saying? And to be, every time you get the craving, the way we do fasting, many times, Christians don't know how to fast today. They think that fasting is like, I'm going to fast from Facebook. No, dude. Fasting is saying this biggest craving in my life will become God. Make sense? Fasting is not to twist God's arm to make sure that God is listening to you. It's to make sure you are listening to God. Does that make sense? This is not like, ooh, ooh, God, I'm here. I'm fasting. Ah, look, I'm a sacrifice. This is not like that. It's like, Lord, I am fasting, and what I feel right now reminds me that you are my sustain. You are the greatest thing in my life. Amen? So food is not greater than your presence. And then your word is more important to me than bread or whatever else I have next to me. And some of you guys really like bread. You know what I'm saying? But this this 21 days will be a time of really searching after God's heart. The way I... I'm so excited about doing this fast is because to be very honest with you I don't like vegetables. I don't like to eat that way. I would rather a water fast because then at least I know I'm not doing any of that, you know? But this way it's like it's dangerous, it's hard, but it is I'm really really excited to see what God will do. For some of you in here if anything this fast will simply remind you of how fleshly you really are. Somebody say amen. Right? How carnal and how full of excuses you can be. Oh, but I'm on medication. Okay, so eat more vegetables. You know what I mean? You're putting on medication because you've been eating so bad. I'm just kidding. No, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. No, but, no, but there, we have so many excuses. We're so soft on... Oh, this just came out wrong. No, it came out right. We're so soft. Sometimes we're so soft when it comes down to the things that really matter. and so hard-headed for the things that don't make a lick of difference. You can argue for 10 hours... But you cannot stand your ground when the enemy tells you that you cannot be committed to him. Amen? Committed to the Lord. And so this is it's a simple thing. Sometimes we teach sermons and then you get to apply them one day in your life. This sermon you begin to apply on the second. So you know when it's going to begin. Okay, actually it begins now. But, uh, and so for me, something that God really spoke to me about is that a lot of people live in the future. This is not about living in the future. If you live in the future, I'm sorry to tell you, it's already too crowded there. There's so many people that live there and they don't do jack squat. Everyone's just sitting there doing nothing. You live in the present and you strive for the future. He says, I press on. Not I'm going to press on one day. One day I'm going to have this. No, no, no. It's today. I press on towards the goal. No, I will press on. I press now towards the goal. And so do you have those goals and do you press when? Now. Now. It's not pressing one day. And so here's a wild thing about that. You need to have goals. You leave the past behind and the great thing about doing goals without the past in mind is that you go crazy. It is a beautiful thing to set goals, not with your failure as a point of reference, but with what God has in store for you. And so what I'm going to ask you guys to do, we're going to be very practical. Today It's not a sermon. Like I said to you, I'm going to share my devotional. It's really saying to God, God, what would you have for me to do this year? What is your heart? And what would you like for me to do? It's not about you know, oh, I'm going to pray more. Okay, fine. You're going to pray more. How much more? Be specific. What will you do different this year so that by the time you get to the end of the year, Johnny will be different at 2019. And Johnny will not be the same Johnny, just he did the same year again, 2019, that he did in 2018. But what will Johnny be like in 2019? Does that make sense? So to be able to say, God, these are the things that I'm going to do to strive towards my future. I don't... Want to do 2018 again. 2018 was awesome. But 2019 is going to be better. Amen. So I want clear goals. Would you say, God, give me clear goals so that I can have these goals as my marching orders. The biggest problem of humanity, I'm sorry to tell you, it is not Satan. It is the flesh. The biggest enemy is me of myself. It is not the demons that are all out everywhere. It is me who struggles with me. It is the Apostle Paul who said, the things that I want to do, I don't do. And the things that I don't want to do, I end up doing. These are the things that God respects. These are the things that God won't interject and won't force you. He'll have you choose. And so today you will have to say, God, 2018 is gone. I have two or three days left of this year. I invite you to take these two or three days left to write down some things that you want to see in 2019 different. For example, one of those things would be, for example, Chris talked about having his 12. Making sure that your life influences for the best other people's lives. Now, if you don't put a number, I'm sorry to tell you, it'll be so easy to not do anything about it. So be specific. One of the things the Apostle Paul said about it, he said, forgetting what lies behind me and reaching forward towards what lies ahead of me. Striving and reaching forward. To me, that's a picture of someone not just like, eh, but actually stretching out, reaching out, doing everything he can in order to grab it, in order to get it. Are you striving? Are you reaching forward? For you to actually do this, you will need two things. One, you'll need accountability. You need someone to hold you accountable. You and I are not strong enough to do it by ourselves. Oh, whatever. Talk about Speak to yourselves. Speak about yourself. No one, this is what Albert Einstein said. He says, if, we have, if I have been able to see so far, it's only because I've been standing on the shoulders of giants. Yeah. Listen, you are not smarter than that, that, than that guy. I'm not smarter than that guy. We desperately need people next to us, people around us that will help us to push us when we don't want to go. You ever try to work out by yourself? But you ever had a, a partner? And how much better is it to have a workout partner? Or, hey, Go to school and you have a tutor or you have somebody that you study with. Hopefully somebody you don't really are physically attracted to so you can actually study. You know what I'm saying? But like when you are, man, when you have a partner, it is so much easier. It is so much better to be able to grow. Do you have someone that calls you out on your sin? Do you have someone that speaks into your life? This is something we call discipleship. If you don't have discipleship, someone who's helping you, forming you, I am sorry to tell you, but you're selling yourself really short. I need, I desperately need constantly someone who will hold me accountable to the things I said I would do. And don't get me wrong, it doesn't mean you don't have an intention to do it. But intentions don't change anything. Intentions are not acceptable. Not to a judge, not to the IRS, and certainly not to the Lord. We need to be able to say, is it true or not? We need to be able to say, this is what I want to do, Paige, would you hold me accountable? And then now Paige will hold me accountable and will annoy me when I'm not doing my stuff. And instead of me, listen, instead of me just acting like everything is okay, somebody will be there to say, no, not everything is okay. You said you would do something and you haven't done it. Why not? So in order for you to actually strive towards the future, you need someone in your present to push you towards that. Number one, you need accountability. Number two, you need to have it vis- visible. It needs to be visual. It needs to be something that people can see, but more than that, that you can see every day, all day, all the time. So put it inside your fridge. Just kidding. No, so put it on the behind the door, or put it on the ceiling where you lay down. Put it somewhere where you can always see it. For me, it's my garage. I always go to my garage. For some reason, even if I don't have nothing to do in my garage, I just go to the garage because it's my is my island. It's my happy place. Okay? So whatever your is behind the door, put it there where you can actually see it. Some of you will throw the sermon away. I'm totally okay with that. But some of you will actually grab it and say, hey, maybe I do need to change some things. What if I start putting it there? One of the things that Eoni, my wife, your pastor is incredible at doing, is that she makes things visual. When God gives her a word, it's there. And it's there for a long time until it comes to pass. Can I tell you this? Eoni had this problem with her um uh I don't want to talk about it but anyway so some issues that this lady doctor told her she had and we were you know having like having a hard time you know the whole baby thing and all that I don't know if you guys don't know anyway so uh we put this picture of the baby we wanted and you guys are gonna be like ah that's just like you know it's just like luck stuff or you're just putting just this visualizing it is so important if you think about The kids that we have now, they were the two kids we had on that wall. And they didn't come down until we saw those kids come. And it's the the ability to say everything that Eoni has put up there has come to pass. There's two things that we still need to do. We need to go to Tierra del Fuego, which is is in Argentina. And we're going to go. And then there's another thing there, the house that God's going to bless us with one day. But I got to tell you this. Do you have those things that you're striving for? It could be something as simple as a camera or something as... As intense, you know, as you're 144, you're 1728. Do you have those things visual? Back in the day, some of you here used to do something called the book of dreams. Or maybe the wall of dreams. Do you still do that? Do you still see? Are you still visual? Do you still say, God, I remember that. And that helps me go forward. Amen? So accountability outside and accountability within. Let me go to the last thing. And I think this is super important. Uh, this is kind of where I I get uh, how do I say this a little emotional maybe but it's called the upward call of God in Christ. So we learned about back, we learned about forward. Now we got to learn about upward. So this is what God spoke to me about. We as human beings, a lot of the times we're looking back and feel sorry for ourselves, and we look at the past. And once we learn to not to do that, we start looking forward, and we're so excited about the future. The problem is that many people are just so humanistic. All they see is their future here. And all they see is what their goals are and their accomplishments. And that is a jacked up way to live if you're a child of God. That is okay for someone who doesn't know Jesus. That is okay for someone who doesn't know God. If you all want, all you want is your $2 million, your $2 million salary and maybe your picket fence, white picket fence and, you know, 2.5 children and, you know, and, you know a house in Big Bear or, or in, in Rosarito or whatever you want it, you know, or... Bahamas you know all these things are awesome don't get me wrong fine strive get your title get your degree get your husband you know get all these things that's fine but that's a sorry way to live if you have an upward call and this is where I promise you If you listen to what God says in His Word, your life will change. The problem with many believers and the reason many Christians struggle with depression, sadness. Listen, many successful Christians struggle with emptiness and this hollow feeling inside. A lot of so-called, even pastors, believers... Disciples struggle with a hollow feeling is because they forget their upward calling, which is Jesus Christ. We leave the things behind where they are. We strive towards the future. Yet, there's one more direction for a child of God. And it's the upward calling, which is Jesus Christ. What does this mean? Is that you're eternal. You and I are eternal. So 2018 is about to end. But did you know what's not going to end? Your life. Oh, what about when I die? It doesn't end. I'm sorry to tell you, and I'm happy to tell you, your life keeps going. YOLO, you have only one, and it is eternal. It doesn't end. It doesn't stop. So many people, so many people live as though this life was momentary, and you mess it up really quickly. You live as though today was all you had. And I got to tell you this, no matter how much Netflix you watch, it will not bless your future. What you do today, what you do now, is what's going to bless eternity. Everything in eternity, please listen, is simply a magnification of your todays. Every day today is the magnification in the future. And so, some people say, well, I want to commit suicide. I've talked to people last week. They wanted to commit suicide. So this guy wanted to Two people talked to me about committing suicide. I said, that's the dumbest thing I could hear coming out of your mouth. Literal words, I told them. That's so dumb. You think it's going to end? It's going to get a million times worse. It's called the gnashing of teeth. You know, it's like burning all eternity. What you're feeling now magnified as a thousand, and then another time, and that you're going to feel forever. You want that? Oh, yeah, by the way, everybody who's left behind who actually loved you will also be in pain. So that has nothing, That's no solution. What is the solution? Is the upward calling of Christ. To understand that my investment is here. And this is why leaving things behind and striving for the future actually matter. Because if you weren't really upwardly called, why does it matter? Because whoever ends with the most toys doesn't win. Or do we? You remember that dumb sticker, whoever ends with the most toys wins? It's the dumbest thing. You ended. Why would it matter if you're done, if it's over? How many toys you got? Who cares? You're not here to enjoy them. It's like this guy that goes to Chuck E. Cheese. Please. We do this all the time. We try to save our coins. You guys ever seen kids like that? I, I, I was one of those kids. I would go to places. i just hold my coin. My brother's like, hey, we're leaving, man. Let's use them up. No, they're my coins. Hey, but we're leaving. You can't. Come on, let's play. No. It's like, dude, we're not coming back. You know, like, let's go. No, and I have my coins because he would spend all his coins. and I was cheap. And so I keep all my coins. And, and of course, I want to keep my coins. And guess what? The only place you can use the Chuck E. Cheese coins is where? Yeah. Chuck E. Cheese so we're in Chuck E. Cheese, and we're like, no, this is my earth. It's my life. And God's like, really? This is Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> you don't get to use them again in the future. It's like right here, right now. Do you, does that make sense? And we hang on so tightly as though this is it. And God is like, no, this is not it. This is a glimpse. It's a tiny little piece. And so 2018, I praise God for. But one reason I'm looking forward to 2019, I'm sorry, but it's not to do more or to get more or to hopefully get a better salary. Please stop. Or hopefully to have more friends. I'm sorry, but that's not the goal of 2019. If that's your goal, you'll have 2018 again. It's about having an upward call, which is Jesus Christ. What is the upward call? Paul describes it in this entire book. Not just in the chapter. The upward call is simple. It is to know Christ and to be like Christ. That's the upward call. To know Christ and to have his goal become your goal. Then all of a sudden your goals on earth become so much better, so much more beautiful. In my devotionals, at least this last three months have been so much about becoming Christ-like. With my wife, we've determined one simple thing. And that is this, that this year will be the best year we've ever had. The best year. 2019 will be the absolute best year. Why will it be the best year? Because it will belong to him. It will belong to him. I told you God spoke to me about three and a half years. The next three and a half years are crucial. Those of you that want to invest three and a half years for the kingdom of God, you will see incredible things. The rest of you will watch from the silence and say, can I spend three and a half years next three and a half years? The reason I say this to you is because many times in church, you don't talk about the sense of urgency. You talk about you're doing great. Maybe you're doing great. But maybe it's not about you doing great. But about actually saying, God, would you do great things in my life? So 2019, I would like for us to look up. Instead of just look back and look stop looking back and looking forward, let's start looking up. So here's where it gets real and it gets actually practical. What does it mean for a child of God, a believer, to look up? My mom was going to be a nun. She already had all her garments. She was in the convent. My mom, listen, she, I think sometimes she still has some nun in her. You know, like she's, she's, she's built for that life. She's, she's nunnish. You know, and so, but, <clears throat> but my mom, no matter how much she prayed, no matter how many things she did, she knew there was this upward call. From Jesus Christ to her. So one day she was sitting in this, in her, in her uh, you know, some people came and preached to her about, about winning the world for Jesus and came to preach to her about her being part of this plan from God. One girl from Italy, another one from uh, England, and another one from Mexico. And she said she was in the middle of her classroom and she felt this tugging at her heart. And she ran out of the classroom and went to look for those preachers from Campus Crusade for Christ. She sat there and said, How could I receive this this thing? Do I close my hands? Do I get on my knees? She was in the little of the cafeteria. And she talked about how her life was never the same again. But the crazy thing about this is this please listen. What she received that day was my inheritance. What she received that day was some of your salvations. What she received that day, I know, is the generations after my life that will be changed forever. See, the upward call is not just yours. The upward call impacts everything that comes after you. We don't look to life that way, do we? Do you know why? Because a car, as beautiful as it looks in 2019, when it comes around 2025, it will be another piece of garbage. Unless it makes it another 50 years, then it will be a classic piece of garbage. (laughs) But the truth is, is that when you have an upward calling, And his 50 years and 60 years grows better and stronger and greater and increases and multiplies. Do you have an upward call? Girls, dump your boyfriend, please. Unless he has an upward call. Please, I mean it. I'm not playing. I'm serious. Let him go. Freaking loser. Get Get someone with an upward calling. If he doesn't have an upward call, why do you want that guy? He may pull you forward, but not upward. Am I making sense? Guys, if you have a girl without an upward call, give God a round of applause because it's true. But don't applause. Go ahead and make sure you you do what you got to do. But if you have a guy, hey, listen, if you have a girlfriend and the same thing or a girl you like, you may like her. That's okay. Listen. Listen, please. To, To be pulled by your upward call is an amazing thing. You'll never be dragged by your... By your, please listen, you will never be dragged by your future. and You'll never be pushed by your past because your upward call is taking you. Listen, a lot of the times, a lot of the times you strive for something so much and you get there and you're like, yes, and then you get it like a new iPhone and you play with it and it's like, yeah, and then later you just break it. You don't even care. You're like, wow, oh, you, some of you guys really cry for that. But you break it, you're like, oh, you know, uh, it's, it's getting old. It's, it's, it's not as fast anymore. And you figure it out you don't play with it. It's like my five-year-old that he gets a toy. He gets ten toys for Christmas. And today, those toys are forgotten. Some of you that gave him toys, I'm sorry for that. But it's true. You get so excited about it and then it's done. And you think that life is that empty. And it is that empty. Unless you have an upward call. You know, playing the guitar means nothing. Unless you know who you're playing it for. Do you know earning two million dollars or having a girlfriend, Ezekiel, means nothing. Unless, (laughs) unless... It's for a specific purpose. Seriously, did you know that all 30 losing 30 pounds? I mean that. You'll lose 30 pounds, big deal. I know skinny people, tiny skinny people that are just as empty, listen, as everyone else. I'm asking you, why do you want New Year's resolutions? What are they for? Well, so I could feel better. Great. Awesome. Until what happens? Until when? Until who? What else is there? Because the upward call. Is the only call, please listen, that has no ending, and it keeps getting better and greater and greater and greater. I've visited people in their deathbeds, so many people. And I've never heard someone say, I want to lose 30 pounds. Never, ever. I mean that. I've never heard someone say, I wish I could earn more money. I have talked to people in their deathbeds and said, man, I wish I had more time. And the answer is always the same. You do. It's called eternity. And there's a solution for you. Do you understand what I'm saying? So 2019, let's leave the past behind. Praise God. Amen? Let's leave success behind. Whatever we did, that's great. Okay, awesome, God. It's yours. It belongs to you. I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm not going to be like, yeah, but I did this. Like Al Bundy. You know what I mean? Like more four touchdowns in high school. And then the forward thing is like, yeah, I'm going to strive. I'm going to get all that. That's great. I'm going to give God glory through it. But then the third thing is this, I want God's heart. Because everything else, according to the Apostle Paul, now it makes sense. I count it all as trash. All of it is rubbish. Why? For the sake of gaining Christ. Did you know I never really truly understood that verse until this devotional? What does it mean to gain Christ? It means to gain His mind gain his goals, gain his heart, gain his passion, to know what he loves, to know what he hates, to love what he loves and to hate what he hates. That is to gain Christ, to gain him in you as much as as you possibly can. Amen? Amen? I'm going to ask Georgie to help me out with the keys. I'm going to ask you to do something though. I want you to stand up for a second please. On on Sunday, I'll preach, I promise. It's going to be great. (laughs) But I want you to do something with us today, a little bit different. Mm. You know, human beings have a very particular, incredible thing that God gave us. And some animals have it too. Some better than others, like some really... Are really bad at it like goldfish but some are really good like elephants or cats cats don't like it when you kick them and then they remember you for 10 years (laughs) but we have the ability to memorize we remember things i think in the scale of this it's goldfish men cats elephants and women you know like they (laughs) you girls remember everything is it true or not i can't argue with my wife because she's got facts I'm like, I got ideas and feelings, and, and I think, but she knows. And so she knows what everything was, you know, she just knows. So this memory thing really is a blessing to her or a curse. Sometimes I'm blessed by not remembering. You're like, what? Really? They did that? Nah. I love those people. I love her. He's cool. And I don't remember. Any of you guys have that happen to you? Like, somebody audio, you, you're like, they did? Yeah, dude, like, they robbed you. You're like, no, I don't remember that. We're blessed with that. But some people are really blessed by remembering, like remembering people's birthdays, right? Or remembering the wonderful things that people have done for you. That's called being grateful and thankful. Amen? So memory is a blessing or a curse for some of you depending on what you allow God to do with it. So I want to ask you to do something beautiful today, a little bit different than usual. I don't know if you've ever done this before I have to put my memory at the hands of God to say God let my memory be yours and I mean that what does that mean that you give people the benefit of the doubt why because it belongs to God because whatever I remember I don't remember in the light of my feelings that I went through I remember it in the light of God so what does that mean so for example I was talking to this guy today and uh Like I said, I hung out with him and it was such a a beautiful time, man. And he was talking about all the things that had happened. All the horrible things that had gone on in his life. But if you talk to him, it wasn't him glorifying the gangster life. It was him being grateful to God for everything that went on. It wasn't like, yeah, I used to be hard. It was more like, this is what God has done. See, that memory now belongs to God. For some of you here that maybe you've been abused, neglected, hurt, rejected. If you don't give that to God, then that thing owns you. Then whatever you don't give to God, that thing's got you. But if you give it to God, then God has you and he has that. And he'll make the best of it, I promise you. If you remember things with pain, today's a wonderful day to say, Lord, I don't want to bring them. I don't want to cross them over to 2019. Let that be in 2018 and let it rest in 2018. Amen. Because if you drag that stuff to 2019, I am sorry to tell you, you're infecting your new year. It won't be a new year. It'll be an old year with a new name. Let it be a new year. Say, God, give me a fresh start. Let my mind be renewed in you. What if I said to you something so simple as this, your goals from 2018 are now all of them canceled at the feet of the cross. They're there. They're laying there. Those that you made it, those things that you accomplished, and those things that you did not accomplish. If I said to you, you have a clean slate today and say, God, would you write a new story in 2019? Would you make me new, truly new, 2019, I want it to be yours. If I wasn't on fire, set me on fire. And watch people, watch me burn for you. Man, if I was on fire, praise God, I want to light it up again, even better, even greater. Amen. To be able to say, Lord, let 2018 end. Truly end. So today I want to do this. You're going to give God your memory and we're going to bury 2018. Is that okay? Can we do that? so here's the thing you have two days three days to close the cycles two days to close the cycles what does this mean as you do your devotionals as you pray as you get ready for this fast has God to help you close those cycles so that they don't carry on to this next year for example if you have something against someone you have two days to say hey you know what all is forgiven don't worry about it what are you talking about i don't remember yeah that's what hurts even more you don't even care never mind you know what it's over it's 2018 it's done forget it amen If you haven't spoken to somebody in a long time, someone was telling me today that this person hadn't spoken to their dad for 10 years, 10 years, that's 10 years lost, gone. Well, maybe you didn't want those 10 years. Maybe one day you will and you won't be able to get them back. But if I said to you, you have three days to say, God, let me fix these things. That doesn't mean you have to become best friends again. It doesn't mean you have to go get backstabbed by that girl again or that guy again. All it means is to say, I don't want to carry this over anymore. I'm done with it. And if you can't speak to them, that's fine. Maybe somebody passed. Or maybe somebody should stay on your past. At least you can say to God, God, I close this cycle now. It's over. It's done. Amen? I said cycle, not cycle. But both apply. Right? It's say, like, God, this is done. It's over. Amen? Now, if you are here tonight and you have had these feelings, I don't know if you felt that way, but there's like this, it's almost like this, this, this void in your stomach that something bad's gonna happen. I remember there was a season in my life where it was almost like I was waiting for something bad to happen. It was like, like this expectation of the worst. I don't know how, I didn't even know where. It wasn't like the mafia was after me, but that's how it felt like something bad was just gonna happen. What if 2019, instead of having that feeling, you say, maybe that should be changed into something great's gonna happen? What if something amazing will happen? Like, I can't wait until, boom, something happens and just God drops a bomb on me. An incredible bomb. Amen? Instead of saying, hey, I'm waiting for the worst, I'm waiting for the best. That's called faith. It's called faith. Did you know that faith and fear are twin sisters? Just one's really, really ugly. And she's the loudest one, it just so happens to be. But the other one's beautiful, incredible, your best friend if you let her be. She's incredible. Faith is beautiful if you just say God instead of this empty hollow pit of my stomach pain let it be this joy this excitement this nerve-wracking like like a bride waiting for for the groom or the groom waiting for the bride am I making sense to be able to say Lord I'm expecting something beautiful and so leave the past let's close those doors and the last thing is accept truly receive what God has for you and what he has for you is his heart I close for real I'm telling you it's my good devotional I'm sorry but God really put this in my spirit that a lot of people want things from God but they don't really want him like it's like I want things from you would you do this would you do that but what does it mean to want somebody and so for me to want Eunice listen when I decided to marry that Argentinian I married into a mate habit and it's cool I married into her family yesterday I was there to like one in the morning, I don't know, half at night. You know, we were laughing, we we're having fun. pastor Laura was there. Doris and Melly were doing weird things like kickstands against the wall, and I was just laughing. It was really cool because here's the thing when I married that woman, I married her family. I married the calling that she has. Did you know that? Now, some of you guys don't like to think that, but it's true you you want the person the whole being you don't just take parts of it like when you have makeup you're my wife when you don't have makeup I don't know you you know it's not like like by the way guys it's different it looks different it's true don't 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 tell it that your pastor didn't tell you it looks different you're, you're like whoa you look whiter you know and but I love her when she's white and I love her when she's whiter to be able to say hey I love your this. I love you I want you do you feel that way with God or do you say God I only want what you could give me but not what you could ask of us like I really don't want the calling I don't want to win souls make disciples that's for you and the believers and the good ones and the pastors and the people that are committed that's for you that's called the upward call if you're not living in that I'm sorry to you may not be a child of God did he just say that yeah yes I did you know why because if I'm a child of God this is my family. This is the family owned business. This is what my dad does. You know what? This is my dad's business. And Jesus at 12 years old understood it. Why are you at 25 still not getting it? Be about your father's business. You know what happens? If you're in your father's business, you receive your father's inheritance. You receive your father's empowerment. You receive your power's holy your father's holy spirit to do the great commission. This is the beautiful thing about the upward call. You will never have a board day the last time I felt rejected can I tell you this last time I felt rejected by someone that I was trying to win for Jesus was before I received this G12 vision in my mind what are you talking about pastor yeah because now I know it's not about me it's not about what I can do it's about what I can do for the Lord with the Lord in the Lord it's not just about me Can you today say, God, I don't want just my future. I want your future in me. Amen. So let's pray and let's just really ask God to help us close chapters, begin a new chapter, leave the past behind, reach forward, and reach upward. Yeah. So three simple things. The past in the past. Reach for the future. But always, 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 always with an upward mind, upward heart. Amen. Close your eyes. Dear God, I thank you because there are people in this place that showed up today to help someone or to thank someone or just because someone wasn't going with them somewhere else they decided we're going to go here first but i thank you lord because today this stop along the way is probably the best stop in their lives simply because they get a chance to put you in the middle of their lives i thank you because i know that people in this place all of us here as a matter of fact we need you more than ever before 2019 is full of challenges 2019 is full of pitfalls and dangers and perhaps perhaps even the greatest test any one of us could ever encounter but your God I can still say I'm excited because you will be there with us because God you give us the strength the wisdom the courage the power the life the eternal mindset to be able to say all is gained with you nothing is lost I thank you, God, for the miracles that we will see, the financial miracles, the emotional miracles, the physical miracles, God. I thank you for the blessing that we will receive and become to so many people. I thank you, God, because in 2019, dear God, you're there waiting for us already, a God who's beyond the three dimensions, a God who lives in every dimension, a God who is every dimension. Dear God, I thank you because you've been to our future. God, you worked in our past and you're here today with us. I thank you, God, because we are here with you i just ask you lord would you please help people right now to close doors to 2018 that they could leave 2018 behind jesus thank you because at your cross we can nail all the sins of the past all the failures of the past all the pain of the past god all the sorrow all the loneliness all the sadness jesus we go to the cross right now and we say to you would you take the past god Take the past. Take my my failures. God, take all those things that, that truly, truly don't belong in 2019. Dear God, I ask you that you also receive as a burnt offering, as a sacrifice, my success. Or whatever good things have come through my life, they belong to you, Lord. Get the glory. Receive the praise. They are yours now, not mine anymore. God, if anything good has happened, we say praise God. Let the new things come. Dear God, receive everything from our past just close chapters right now some of you right now need strength to say sorry or need strength to forgive someone tell God give me the strength God to to push through this chapter of my life God give me the strength to end some nasty habits some habits that that are disgusting or some habits that hurt my body or some habits that hurt other people tell God give me the ability God to leave that in 2018 God I want to bury these things dear God I don't want them to end I don't want them to come through I want them to end in 2018 God I declare Jesus that I have the ability to look forward because you are there God I ask you now Lord that you would help us close chapters some of you here right now you don't have the faith I can feel that God is putting in my spirit to tell you some of you are doubting as a person that would say, I want to lose a certain amount of weight. And you you say, but how am I going to do this? I know who I am. And then the Lord would say to you right now, but do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's what Philippians says. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Did you know that God has begun a good work in you and he is faithful to complete it? And 2019, is just that. God completing, God doing, God continuing to work. So say now instead of I can't, say I will. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, you can give God glory in this year. God, I pray right now, give power, give strength, give freedom, God, to be able to move forward, to be able to move past the past. I thank you, God. I ask you now, Lord that you help us Lord Jesus please to have the character to do daily things that will get us eternal results God help people in this place to receive again the upward call some of you here have prayed prayers like God I want to serve you the rest of my life this is it and to be reminded by the Lord today so serve me so live some of you prayed prayers God if you do this I will do that god would today remind you this is the time to invest into the kingdom of heaven i ask you god please help people here to have this mindset a renewed mindset that that looks upward not just back or forward god i declare now that every woman in this place every single woman in this place is secure is strong is mighty in the lord knows knows that the lord is with you mighty woman of god do incredible things for the kingdom of heaven this is the year where the world is shocked by what god can do with a woman that is powerful in the name of jesus christ i declare that every woman in this place is mighty in the lord that you are fulfilled and satisfied in him and everything else could be a bonus but yet your satisfaction is in jesus i declare that women in this place this year will be surprising to you amazing to you you will see God move in your life man I pray now that humility comes in 2019 that you let the Lord be the leader of your life not anything else or anyone else dear God I pray now please bring great things bring great success we want to honor you God I pray right now if anybody here has had troubles in their finances in their emotions break them loose Lord break them loose let them give you glory in 2019 let your glory shine God please let your glory truly be shown through your children I just ask you one last thing Lord I ask you that you bless bless the people in this place Lord help them know you daily more help them get to know you give us hunger for your word when you're just right there where you are I ask God to give you hunger for him that you could get to know his heart get to know him that you would receive the upward call which is in Christ Jesus. That you could understand his heart. That you could live out his desires. That you could truly say to God, God, please help me, Lord, to know your heart and to live out your heart. God, I don't want to just be a part of a church or part of a ministry. God, I want to be a part of your heart. God, if I'm here, it's because you would have me here. God, if I'm somewhere else, God, then it is because you would have me elsewhere. But God, I want to be in you no matter where, no matter what, no matter when. I want to be found in you. God, I don't want to walk anymore in my own way. I want to walk your path in this world. Dear God, I give you the next three and a half years. Give you this next three and a half years, Lord. Take them, Lord. Take them, God. They belong to you. Jesus, in your name we pray. Amen and amen. Give God a round of applause, please. So.